No, seriously, guys, what's going on? It's welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show. I'm your No Excuses Coach, Christopher Roush, and I'm here to rock your socks off. I'm here to change your perspective about your past, present, and your future. I'm here to get you to eliminate your tolerations and your excuses. And I have had the opportunity to meet my guest. Um, I can't remember exactly how we did. I think we met through LinkedIn, but we had an initial call about being on this show and the conversation just went crazy. I'm like, we should literally be recording this. So if you want to see the female version of me, if you want to see somebody who's got grit, who's got honesty, who's got transparency, who's got passion, who's got history of going through the trenches, please welcome to the Raw and Scripted Show, Jen Grosso. Jen, what's up? Thank you for being here. I am so excited to be here. It's uh, and and to give me that compliment that I'm the female version. I'm I'm truly honored. I feel like I needed to wear that hat though. Yeah, you got to put the bandana and you got to be on that. You know, it's honestly. Somebody asked me the other day. They said, "You know, why do you always wear the bandana?" And I'm, and I said, "Because I hate sweating." <laughs> I said, that's where it started from years and years and years ago. Even when I had long hair, I wore a bandana. I wore, I've always worn a hat on backwards. And so I literally combined the two when somebody was sitting there saying, okay, what's going to be your style? What's going to be your theme? And I thought, whenever I stand on stage, when I was a suit and tie speaker, I would always be doing this. And it always distracted me from my message. I'm like, oh my God, I'm sweating. I feel uncomfortable. I'm like, I, I was in a mastermind and they said, what would you do if you could just do anything? And I said, I'd wear my bandana on stage because I wouldn't have to worry about sweating. And they're like, do it. And that's, it's been there ever since. Yeah, I so. love it. It's all about authenticity. I, um, I, for me, it's actually wearing my hair down. For, so originally I was an attorney. So every time mm -hmm. I had to speak, my hair was like up in a bun and I had pearls on and I wore my uniform that I was supposed Polyester. to wear. Right? Like, yeah, like the pinstripes and I got my little thing and, and, um, and it was like a rebellious act to start wearing my hair down. And I had just had it. I was like, that's it. This is my hair. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing my, I'm from New Jersey. So I'm throwing my hands around a little bit. So let's go. There's, I think that you just have to be authentic and that's what I love about you. And that's why I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, I saw somebody, um, post yesterday. They said authenticity is like this burned out word. And like, I'm so sick of hearing it and stuff like that. I'm not, I don't find, I don't find it a burned out word. I think when people are real, I have to call them real and honest, but yeah. you know, authentic, authentic is like being true to yourself. Like, you know, war, I call it zits and all because I never had a wart. I've had zits, <laughs> but I'm calling, you know, some people say warts and all, but you know, what do you think? I mean, truly, what do you think about like people watching this and thinking about like just being truly yourself? I mean, you were, you were in law, you were very successful, made a lot of money. It wasn't your wheelhouse. Talk to us about yeah. that journey of, of going from Jen in those days, you know, wanting to win people's approval. Like this is what I'm supposed to do to the Jen now. Yeah. Yeah. Jen who became the lawyer did, you know, I dotted all my I's and I crossed all my T's and I was, I, I had created this cage for myself and I didn't know that I was doing it. I thought I was doing all of the right things and that that would somehow bring me happiness and health and abundance and give me the whole dream. And the more I checked off the boxes and got exactly what they said would bring it, the more I was not happy and not satisfied. And then what really started to give me, not give me pause, but make me think I might need to upend this whole thing is when I started having physical symptoms of mm -hmm. stress when I was in my 20s. What is this? It's, it started with an eye twitch. And I, and I couldn't control it. Right. I had this like, like, you're winking at me. You're winking at me. She likes me. She likes me. You're like, no, 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 no I don't. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember standing 
in, um, it was like three o'clock and I was on my, I don't know, probably fifth cup of coffee to stay awake and getting ready for, you know, what I called like the third shift, you know, continuing to work until the middle of the night. And, um, you know, and some, one of the partners came in and said, you know, how's it going? And I was like, well, my eye twitch is back. So that's good news for me. And I walked away from him. I didn't even engage. And I, it was when I really just started to say like, this is not, this is not how I want my life to go. I don't want my life to be all about work that um, I did not find satisfying and that wasn't truly me. There are plenty of amazing lawyers out there who are doing excellent work. So I, I, it's not a bash of that. It was I was doing the wrong thing just because that was supposed to be the path that was laid out for me. And it was mm. it was not real or or raw <laughs> or <laughs> authentic in any way. And, and I had to, what was, what was the most scary thing about that was I didn't know what was. Oh yeah. That unknown. Yes. It was terrifying. And yet it was more terrifying to see where I was headed and I had, and I had to go, I had to, I had to take that leap. And at the time, so this was a long time ago at that time, less than 5% of attorneys would choose to make that leap on their own they got fired, they might make the leap, but I, I did it. I did it on my own. I'm super proud. I'm super proud of that me from back then. Oh yeah. Scary though. It is. It is. Have you ever heard, you've heard of Steve Harvey, right? The comedian talk show yeah. host. Have you ever heard it? He, he does a talk. He does it. It's like a minute and 23 seconds or something like that. It's called jump. Have you ever, some people have heard about it. No, I don't think I have. I've heard the Will Smith when he talks about jumping out of the airplane. That one. Yeah. Yeah. So actually Steve, so my coach, the great Sally Anderson, who I actually get to meet in person, she's going to come to my house on Saturday. I'm so excited. Oh, nice. She's coming down here from New Zealand. She's in Los Angeles now. I'm so excited. She's, I've known her for 10 years. I've been coaching with her since 2019. She's an amazing person, amazing. But, but I've watched probably thousands of hours of YouTube videos. I still do. I'm now I'm into Alex Hermosi. Have you heard of Alex Hermosi? I have. Yes. I used to own yeah. a gym. So uh, yeah, you couldn't not know Alex if you owned a gym. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I'm not into it for that, but I just, I recently just came into my purview and I was like, now I'm watching a video a night. Cause I'm like, that's my class. And I always believe in like going to class, but so I've watched tons and tons of videos. My coach had me watch this video by Steve Harvey. It's called jump. And in a second, I'll put it in the, in the comments. So you guys can check it out. For a minute and 23 seconds, whatever it is, it's just, when you said taking the leap, it reminded me of this. He talks about the fact when you're looking at other people like, oh, they're doing this and they're traveling to the south of France and you know they're operating as an entrepreneur and they're not working in their business anymore and they're this and they're that. We're often comparing ourselves, which you know, comparison the enemy of success. But at the same time, we're jealous. We're like, why did they? Why I want to do that? But the point is that they jumped. They yes. jumped and their parachute, their parachutes open. But when they first initially jump, he goes, your parachute's not going to open. Your back's going to get scratched up. You're going to get scared. You're going to free fall for a minute. Like I'm sure you did. Oh, he yeah. says, but eventually your parachute will open and you will figure it out as you go along. He goes, but if you never jump, your parachute will never open. And that still to this day, when I watch that video, because I'll watch that video when I'm having times where I'm just like kind of frustrated. And it's like, if you never jump that parachute, because we always got to keep jumping. We're not going to, we're going to jump. And then we're like, you, you jump to make that decision. Like I left corporate in 2019. That was one jump. Then I made another jump to do this. And I made another jump to start the podcast. And I made another jump to just do this group accountable. So we keep making jumps. Our parachute's not going to open right away, but that's the part of the exhilaration of life. Like I sit there and I talk about people, they live in fear. And I'm like, the fear is the same thing as excitement. It's just the, depending on your perspective. When you think about your, the times you've jumped in your life, what advice would you have to somebody who's sitting there right now going, 
I want to start my own business. I, I want to, I want to leave this relationship. I, I, Cause we know based on what you said is exactly the top five regrets of the dying by hospice nurse said the number one regret in life is that people live the life they thought they were supposed to live. They didn't live the life they wanted to live. So talk yeah. to us about making that jump and what we can do to inspire. Cause we talked about the, the fact that this show is called about leveling up your confidence. What are your thoughts on that, Jen? Yeah. So some of the things that I did that for that first jump was and I got a lot of feedback from people about how much money I had invested in time. And it was sitting down with myself and saying, all right, I did. I did do that. I have invested a tremendous amount of money. At that point, it was over $100,000 in my education. And I had yeah. invested all that time. And and how could I walk away? And it's and I really used my skills as a lawyer to go and well, what's the county argument to that? Is Ooh. yes, it, what's so I encourage and I encourage my clients. I take them through a whole process where they cross-examine themselves mm. and they go in and they try to like give the other arguments. Listen to yourself. Give the ar other arguments. What would you say to if you were arguing for yourself? If you were arguing for who you, you really are inside. And when you start playing with that and 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 you have to treat it like a game, if you play with that a little bit, more of who you really are starts to speak up when you start to give that voice, even if it's writing it down on a piece of paper, talking yep. into the mirror, that more of that voice starts rising up and you start to get little clues about it. And then and then figure out, like pinpoint, what are those things that are really holding you back? For a lot of people, it's money. And, you know, it, even if it's the relationship they're not leaving, it might be because they're they're afraid. It's there's something that they're afraid of. Maybe they're afraid of who they're going to disappoint, something like that. And it's, um, you know, it's, again, go in and give the counter argument on all of those. You can make more money in a different way. And yeah. also, I, I also encourage people. Maybe you don't give yourself, you're, you're not able to jump right this second. You don't feel like you have the confidence to jump right now, but do you have the confidence to figure out how do I make that happen in six months and how do I maximize my funds or lower my expenditures so that I can do that? Or, or how many contacts do I need to make with people to make that happen? And give yourself a tight time frame to make it happen and then go and then do that and make that jump. Mm. And I think it gives people a lot more confidence when they can do that. I love that. I mean, you're talking about being prepared, being intentional, being yeah. proactive. You know, so many times we're reactive to a situation and then you, you were talking about like that, that fear. I want to capture Ted's uh, comment here for a second. He says, uh, you get to, you get to your best in times of adversity. The fear of the unknown uh, kicks in and helps you to take control of the knowns to make, to help make the unknown less scary. 100%, Ted. I appreciate you sharing that. And thank you guys all for being here in the comments. By the way, questions and engagement, we welcome that. We're having a conversation with you guys. Um, and so when I think about what you're talking about is the fact that, you know, we have to be clear on the intentions of who we're becoming. And I sit there and I tell people when you have a big enough why, you have a big enough how. And like I talked about in the beginning of the show, my intention every day is to use my words and my actions to make this world a better place. And that came from the fact that I wrote my eulogy back in 2008, where I decided like, if I died tomorrow, who would show up and what would they say about me? And at that point, they would call me a party animal. They would like Bon Jovi and Motley Crue and Jack Daniels and stupid shit. You know, Chris, oh yeah, by the way, he was a seventh grade homeless dropout that changed the world. And I just thought, is that really what I would ever be remembered for? And that's when I went home and I wrote my eulogy as weird as it was. And that the, the crux of it said that I will fight for what's right and what's fair and I'll risk for which that mattered. And I'll have left the earth a better place for who I am and what I do. 
Yeah. Talk to us about how we can inspire people to have that big why. Because so many times people are in the reactive mode. They're in the victim mode. They're in the uh, survivor mode. They're in a, oh, I just have to maintain today. Talk to us about what we can do to get people, because we're talking about leveling up our confidence, to get a clearer picture of who it is that are becoming and, and to ditch who it is that we've been. Yeah. So I think part of it is turning down the noise. And one of the things that I encourage people to do is to, to take a step back and question who they're listening to. Yeah. You, you and I have talk, talked often, or I've, and I've heard you talk about this, is um, you know, sometimes people are obsessed with watching the news or obsessed with picking up their phone and they're and they're watching TikToks or Instagrams or they're looking at particular influencers. You were talking about watching YouTube and and really being intentional about who you're learning from. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times people are doing that in a very passive way and they're and they don't realize that the more they look at one topic, the more the algorithm just feeds them that topic. Yeah. And they're not even doing it intentionally at all. And so I like to do a bit of a detox with, you know, with my clients or with anyone that I'm advising is let, let's back off from the noise and make sure that you actually are getting information from the right spot. And that, because that does what we take in influences who we become. Thousand percent. And, and you can't hear your own, you can't hear that inner voice, that inner knowing, that inner why that can help you make that jump if all you're doing is listening to, to what's out there. And quite frankly, most of it is fear-based. Most of what's out there is designed to scare the crap out of you and to scare you, to, to scare you still, is to yeah. keep you stuck. And if that's the case and you have this, you have this gnawing, this knowing inside that you're meant for more, that you could be doing more, you have to back off. So I like to tell people, shut it off, get outside, sit with yourself. Mm -hmm. you, that's how you have to, that's what you have to do. And that'll allow you to also get calm enough so that you can not be so reactive. Half the time we're so reactive is because our nervous systems are out of whack mm -hmm. and you just have to give your system a chance to quiet down. So this doesn't mean you don't have to ever, you know, it's a permanent detox or you don't have to listen to anyone, but I really think backing off of listening to people so you can hear that. So true. So true. You, I mean, the, the Stephen Covey rule, you're like the five people you're on the most. Like yeah. I tell people do this simple exercise and it won't take long. Like take a piece of paper out and write the five people you're on the most, be honest. And do they, do they, do they promote you to go out there and take risk or do they try to hold you back to be safe? Oh, yeah. you should stay there. It's safe. And it's certain like Chris, you shouldn't quit your job. You know, you made lots of money and, da, 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 da. and like you were homeless, you know, you should be careful. I'm like, no, I don't want on my gravestone that he, he played it safe. He was careful. That's right. not why I'm here. I'm here to live life. I'm not here to exist in life. Yeah. And I think it's so important to what you're saying is, you know, the fact that so many times we don't even take care of ourselves, but yet we want these experiences. We want these healthy relationships. We want these opportunities at work. I've done so many complimentary coaching sessions over the course of COVID. Mm. And there was a couple of things that came, that came to light. Number one, I would ask people just out of the blue. I'm like, how much water do you drink a day? Right. They're like, they're like, what? And I'm like, how much? Well, I don't drink water. I drink coffee. I drink soda. I don't drink any. I'm like, do you realize your body's like 70, 80% water? And the fact that if you don't hydrate yourself, 
all day long that you're probably operating from a, from a, yeah, from a shitty, from a shitty standpoint, from a shitty foundation. I was talking with a prospective coaching client tonight. We were talking about strong foundations and I'm like, you know, number one, I, I call it the five. I just I, I nicknamed it the five, like hydration, nutrition, sleep, exercise, and vitamin D. Like if you take care of those areas, like get out some vitamin D, if you're not getting out in the sunshine, guess what? There's a chance that you're going to be depressed. There was a point here in California, God forbid, it went, it was not, there was no sun for 10 days. And I literally found myself like on day eight, feeling like I was going to like drive myself off a cliff. I was like, God, why do I feel so desperate and dark? And, and, and I'm like, oh, I have not seen the sun. It literally rained for like 10 days. And so I started supplementing, supplementing with vitamin D. I started getting outside and taking a 10 minute walk. You know, the nutrition, I stopped eating gluten. I stopped eating a lot of sugar. My inflammation went down. My pain went down. I felt better. When you feel better, you do better. When you do better, it builds on that whole thing. And it builds this positive reinforcing cycle to say, hey, listen, I'm on the right track. But yeah. to your point, when we're sitting there associating with people that are negative naysayers, they watch in the news and they're, they're getting brought down. There is no hope for them. There's no opportunity. So misery loves company. It's like, I'll hang out with people that are miserable. So at least I feel included. Yeah. And I know when you're talking about the detox, that is so important because my son's six. So it had to be more than six years ago, which is amazing. I used to be, most people won't believe this. I was a political junkie and I was a news junkie. Me and my buddy every day at work would talk about what's going on in Congress. We'd be able to talk about the senators. We'd talk about the bills, blah, blah. And I literally found myself one night yelling at the television set. And I thought, this is ridiculous. I'm doing nothing about it. I'm not getting involved in my local, my local city council. I'm not doing anything with my school board. I'm just bitching and pissing and moaning. And I'm hoping, wishing and praying that something changes. So I said, I'm just going to go two weeks without watching the nightly news. I'm going to go two weeks and I've never gone back to it. I still like, we'll see headlines and stuff like that, but I've seen what happens to people. And like, yeah, I put my head in the sand, but when I, when I look around in the world as it is, they're beautiful people. I find beautiful people from yes. all walks of life. I know there's Trump supporters and Biden supporters and Baxters and all, and we don't talk about that shit. We just help make the world a better place. Right. One thing I want people to, to get to know about you is I want you to share something about maybe one of your downtimes in your life where you were really down at your worst and what it is that you did to kind of shift your perspective and what lessons you learned out of that experience. Oh gosh. So, um, one of the one of the worst times for my in my life was actually during covid and in the beginning i i really had a tremendous amount of people coming to me uh, because i've just known for that i know what to do in crisis i was helping a lot of people and i had it down so i had the covid thing down early on i had i was a speaker i spoke five times live in the 10 days before you know covid shut us down and I was facing my own my own fears, quite frankly. I was like, well, that just dried up how I get my clients. I got my clients from referrals and speaking. And, yep. and so I had to manage my own mindset, my own stress responses to that. And I was doing great. And then in October, we got the news that my, my baby sister had a rare cancer. Oh, and yeah. And so she, um, she, we were with her for that fight. And during that time, watching her, um, watching her, you know, really struggle and really fight through a time when people were not around, you know, a young mom who's passing away, usually people are mm -hmm. able to like circle around and circle the wagons and help. But it was a time yeah. where everybody was staying away on purpose. And um, so it ended up you know, I ended up being really, really strong for her, but it ended up being a really dark time after she passed for me because I had stayed strong for everybody else. 
And then after she passed, I, I, it was like, I allowed myself to finally feel it. And the way that I got through that was by getting support and going to knowing everything that I know about brain health and emotional health and how that's really the foundation. I did some of what you're, what you're talking about. I stopped, I put the phone down. Mm -hmm. I, I made sure when I got up in the morning, I was drinking water and hydrating. That helps you think more clearly. I mean, it's so important for brain health, getting outside, spending time with people. And, um, and like I said, getting support, both support for, for my business support for, um, you know, for my mental health by, you know, seeing a therapist for all of that. And, and that reminder of just because I'm the person that people often go to for help doesn't mean that I don't need help. I also need mm -hmm. the help and support and to ask for what I needed. Yeah. And that's, that's really, that's my, I was watching, I'm, I'm a confidence expert. I was watching my own confidence diminish when I went into this hole a little bit and really focusing on my well being first was what helped me build that confidence back and, and re-engage with life. Mm, I love that. I love that. So when you think about that, that particular experience and having to, I call it becoming my own best coaching client. Yes. So when I sit there and I have to, I have to, I have to get out of my, I have to get out of my shoes and sit there and say, okay, Chris, because I've always been the lone wolf. I've got it all figured out. Everybody comes to me. I don't show weakness. And then through my pro my process of becoming truly authentic and, and having better integrity with myself to sit there and say, okay, as a coach, it's okay for me to say I'm not having a good day. It's okay for me to sit there and say I'm having challenging moments. But for me, it's like, how can I keep that congruency with myself? And for me, that's, you talked about a little bit before, I talk about that, that honest conversation with ourselves. I find that when I speak out loud, that my out loud voice is the real voice is like the smart one. Cause I'll sit there and say, Chris, why the fuck are you doing this? Why are you thinking this way? That's stupid. You should be doing, you know? And so the outside voice seems to be the intelligent one. The inside voice seems to be that one that's programmed from the mind instead yeah. of like listening to your soul. So I, I, I think about the outside voice being the soul voice and the inside voice being the monkey brain where it's fight or flight or, you know, the, the reactive versus the proactive. And yeah. I found that when I can sit there and say, okay, if Jen came to me right now with the same situation that you're going through, Chris, what, what, what questions would you ask? Cause I'm all about asking questions right. I'm not about telling people what to do. What questions would you ask? And if she asked, what advice would you have? Because Chris, you know, and I would say this out loud, Chris, you know, you have a solution for everything. And I'm pretty smart. I'm pretty industrious about thinking about solutions. So I put that back on myself to, to come back to sit there and say, okay, Chris, you know, you need to find vulnerability. You need to find the fact that it's okay to go through these opportunities because like I've been telling people recently, everything that has happened in our life and everything that is currently happening is what it's preparing us for what's next. Right. And when we think about the life that we have, we've achieved at this point, we've survived hundred percent of all the different valleys that we've been through. Mm -hmm. And that, that there's also this opportunity to say, listen, when have I grown the most when things were awesome and things were easy because we've all had those experiences or mm -mm, let's be honest when things were challenging and fucked up. Ooh, yeah. I have learned more when things were challenging and fucked up. I don't want to go back and repeat it, but because I went through homelessness, because I went through attempted suicide, because I went through my mom being right, because I went through backstabbing by my first wife, all these different things, I've become a better person because I've chosen to take those opportunities and see them as gifts. When you think about what you do with your clients and talking about confidence, yeah. so many times we're afraid of fear. We're afraid of the judgment of others. We're afraid of, made, of making mistakes. What are your thoughts on that? Uh 
that it's almost desensitizing yourself to it. It's it's people don't like the phrase getting comfortable, you know, being comfortable with the uncomfortable, but it is allowing yourself to take baby steps in that direction. I see confidence as something is not an absolute. It's something mm -hmm. that ebbs and flows. It's something that's more of like on a spiral. It can you can go down, you can go back up. And when you give yourself some grace uh, around that, then you can feel you you don't have to feel the pressure to be the most confident person. I'm True. not someone who says that you fake it till you make it. I'm actually, mm -hmm. I'm very against the fake it till you make it mantra that, you know, that so many people are sold mm -hmm. because then it's not real. Yeah. And you, and I, I encourage people to look, where are the areas that you are confident? And then you can borrow off of that. What does that feel like? And then look for the ways where you can find um, examples of where you have been confident and why you can be confident with moving forward. If you've overcome challenges in the past, you're likely to find a way to overcome the challenges in the future, even if you don't know exactly how you're going to do that. And so it's really, it's really, um, it's almost like training your confidence muscle and recognizing that it's not static. It's not something you're born with. It's not something you get lucky to have. It's something that you have to train on a regular basis. Confidence is a verb. So you have to move with confidence. You have to jump with confidence. You have to take that next step with confidence. So if you can't, if you're feeling overwhelmed by the fear of a really big move, well, make the smaller move that you're you feeling really good about. And then that's how momentum is built. Yes, yes, yes. And I love that. I used to say fake it till you make it because that's kind of what I did in the early days. But now I found out that I repositioned it as act as if. And I learned that from, from a career coach that I had years and years yeah. and years ago. They said, you know what, Chris, if you want that next leadership position, you want that VP position, you know, you need to act as if now. It's not a matter of like, oh, when I get this position, then I'm going to do all these things. You need to be acting as if it is now without overstepping your boundaries and without coming off as a, as a, as a arrogant asshole is like, you need, what would a VP do right now? What would a VP in this situation do? What offers and suggestions would they have in an all management meeting? And so I think that's a great way of looking at it, repositioning it. Cause I said, fake it till you make it. Cause it, it's like almost that if you put yourself in the shoes, you'll start getting that, that momentum, but acting as if is a bigger situation because you're putting yourself in that men mental, mental state yeah. to be able to move forward. And something you said earlier, it's like, you're becoming, it's yeah. if you're, if you love language and even a subtle point on language really matters. A lot of the work that I do is around um, neuroscience and how we rewire our brain. And if you're constantly saying fake it till you make it, your brain hears fake it. I'm a fake. Mm -hmm. It encourages yep. that imposter syndrome. Imposter. Yep. And so let that go. Act as if I am becoming this dress for the job you want is the kind of idea that we've got there. And, you know, Act as if is a is much better language for your brain for it to internalize and and allow you to become truly confident even on the inside and um, you know so much of our confidence is is not only our mindset and how we think it's also governed a bit by our hormones and some of yeah. those fear based hormones that come up and so if if you get a little bit of knowledge and understanding that some of what you're experiencing is like a normal primal uh, experience of your hormones reacting, just trying to keep you safe, 
then you can learn a couple of exercises to calm yourself down and, and to kind of tame your own hormones so you can biohack that confidence and get yourself right into a more confident state so you know that that strengthens, again, strengthens that muscle from a body first perspective. Mm-hmm. What you talk about is being intentional, being, you know, I tell people to, like, like, I ask people like, have you learned from your mistakes? And for the most part, people say yes. And I'm like, well, go make more. It's about that perspective shift. Like, how can I see this perspective? Like, I don't want to make mistakes, but like they're learning opportunities. You know, have you failed? Yes. Okay. Tell me about that failure. What did you learn from it? Well, I learned these three things. I'm like, so that was a good thing, right? Right. I guess so. I'm like, how would you shift your perspective and see your failures as a positive thing? It's all about that perspective shift. And I think about, the fact, before I ask you this next question, I just want to grab um, this. Uh, Stephen Smith says here, sorry, Jen, about your loss. It's difficult. Um, love your passion and desire. Awesome. Awesome. We got Ted saying here, he goes, and when you find a roadblock, you can't figure out how to get past. Don't be afraid to ask others yes. how they would approach getting past it. Yes. I mean, there's so much strength and vulnerability. There's strength in asking. Nelly says here, she goes, seems to me, the longer you fake it, not likely that you will make it. 100% Nelly. Nelly is awesome. She goes on to say here, she goes, yes, live and think of as you expect victory and accomplishment, do the things that accommodate your vision. Yes, yes, yes. Super important. Expect. Yes. Get what you expect for sure. Yeah. My brother Scott was in here for a second. He goes, love you all heading to bed. Scott and I do a Friday night show for you guys. If you don't know that I do the unfiltered experience on Friday nights. So if you guys are interested in that, check out the unfiltered experience.com. A lot, some people are like surprised. They like you do two shows. I'm like, yeah, I do another show on Friday night. So love you, Scott. Thank you for being here and and, 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 uh, and being here with us. Um, the next thing I want to kind of shift gears on is so many people um, are when they're thinking about confidence, their confidence is lacking because they still hold anger and animosity towards somebody. You wow. know, I'm this way because my mom, I'm this way because of my boss, I'm this way because the government, I'm this way for whatever reason you want to insert. Talk to us about the role that forgiveness and empathy plays in our ability to gain confidence and our ability to heal and to grow past the person that we perceive ourselves to be right now as a victim. Yeah, so I would put that that kind of blame game scenario it more into the mindset area. And again, everything starts with awareness. If you want to change and you want to transform and you know that your confidence is impacted by some anger and some blaming that you you're catching, that's really the first part of that is the awareness that okay, this is something that's holding me back here. And when you can be intentional and decide that you're going to forgive. You, you, it sounds cliche, but it is for you. It does change your energy when you forgive people. And it also takes up much, much less mental uh, space for you. And when you are angry and looking backwards, that's a much less, it's much less confident to be looking backwards and constantly focusing on what happened to you rather than to choose what are your next steps moving forward. And forgiveness is a forward moving um, type of an energy. Forgiveness allows you to go forward and not get mired and stuck. And so I, I, there's lots of ways that I have people look at forgiveness. Sometimes they write a letter to people. Sometimes they actually have the conversations if they're, if that's available to them. Sometimes that's not available to people for a host of reasons. Maybe it's not safe for them, something like that. But, um, and then, um, you know, there's, there's even some meditations or something called the Hanaponopono. <laughs> I could spell that out for you if you're not familiar with it. It's really fascinating. 
um, it's fascinating work around how people uh, were able to become a lot more successful and even heal by doing this Hawaiian forgiveness ritual. And I've heard about that. Yeah. It's, um, it's something that I used at one point in my life and I saw just doing it for 30 days made a huge difference for me. One of my clients who, you know, my client hired me one-on-one -on -one for a full year, my highest level package. And he said, you know, it's a five figure package to work with me at that level. And he said, you know, the first 30 days where all we worked on was forgiveness, that the entire year was worth what happened and what resulted from that. And what resulted from that were better relationships in his personal life. And it also expanded his business right away within 30 days. It's something that, that, and once you see those results, that'll skyrocket your confidence for sure. So, so true. So true. I can't even believe it. We've already been going for 47 minutes. Um, one of the, I, I just knew this conversation was going to be fire. Um, thank you guys all for being with us and engaging with us. One of my last questions for you is, is like, you're talking about being a coach. Who is it that you work with? And the second part of that are, what are some of the questions that you like to ask people to inspire thought or to inspire change? Yeah. So I work with, I work with high performers. So I've worked with entrepreneurs, executives. I've even worked with um, Broadway actresses. I've worked with athletes. I have a background um, in fitness as well. And so um, I work with people who they are already doing some work. They've already been doing some, but they're finding themselves stuck in some way. And yeah. I take them from chaos to confidence. And um, it's really, really fun to work with them. One of the one of the fun things that I love to do with clients, and it kind of taps into what you were talking about, was um, where you get clients to write out the five people they spend the most time with. Yeah. I ask people to, to write down the five beliefs they spend the most time with. Ooh. And so I take his work and I add, because what we believe and allow ourselves to continue believing really impacts us. It impacts us in the kinds of actions that we'll take. It can start mire if they're more fear-based beliefs, if we're honest about them, then we can realize that we're in a place that's more like fight or flight. Our nervous system is dysregulated and we're, we're wiring ourselves to continue on that path. Yes. And so, and when I do that, we really, we really dive in and I challenge them because oftentimes, you know, I give them that homework assignment and then they come back like, you know, like they want their little, you know, gold star. Look at my great beliefs that I just cultivated. And then I want to know, no, are those the things that you're really thinking every single day? Mm -hmm. And and to look for the ones that are popping up that are holding you back. And then we can work on eradicating those or transforming them into something that's more meaningful. That's really will move them towards their purpose. The other I'm, I'm going to add one more. I'll just put it in a little bonus one is I also love to challenge my clients when I first start working on them, working with them is on their core values. Do they really know them? Or were they like me as that girl who was going in and like following the path that was laid out for her? Did I just take a list of core values I thought I should have? Mm -hmm. I really thought about what mine are. And for people who uh, maybe haven't really done significant core values work, they may find that the 
core values were things they were told to have and not what they actually believe or what they actually want them to be. And so I love to go there. And I know you, I know you're exactly, I know we have a lot, we have so many synergies. Oh yeah. I want to put in a plug before you even say anything else. That program, that accountability program, I used to offer one like that. I think it's amazing that you're offering it. I don't have anything like that. It's not common to see that from a coach and it's, ridiculously uncommon to see it at such an incredible value and yeah. be taking advantage of it and get oh, thank you work with you. It's amazing. What a gift. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. My coach hasn't seen it yet and <laughs> God's honest truth, transparency and everything else. One of the biggest things she's had me work on is my value and my worthiness. She's like, when I first started working with her, she's like, you charge 800 bucks a month to work with you. Like that's me, Chris, really seriously. You should be like, you're at this level and you, you need to own that. And I'm like, well, I just want to help people. And she's like, well, you know, you got to sit there and blah, 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 all those different things. Yep. But I just, I just feel called to my heart. I just feel called to my heart to do it. Yeah. So thank you for that, for that shout out. I appreciate that. I know Thanks. that I'm just trying to make it ridiculous so people can actually take advantage of it. And there's no excuse excuses. And I know people will have excuses. Some people have already responded to my, my, my shares on that. And they're like, well, Chris, I've got this going on. I've got this going on. I'm like, Hey, that's fine. You know, continue to do what you're doing. I hope you get a different result, but chances are you're not. I mean, I know for me, I was doing okay by myself, but once I got my coach and once I got a mastermind and once I got an accountability group, my, my, by the thing that took me three years to do, took me three months to do because people say, okay, you got to show up and you got to do this shit. So thank you for that shout out. Where can people get, uh, cause we've already been talking for 51 minutes. It's crazy. Where can people get a hold of you and continue the conversation? If you got anything you got going on, by all means, uh, share it with us. Yeah, you can follow, you can follow me on Instagram, jengrasso.co. You can follow me on my website, which is the boldfireinstitute.com. You can check that out. I also, I run something called the high performance book club. I'm a reader it's um, it's my very low cost um, way to interact with me. It's we do a book every month that is radically going to improve your ability to perform on a personal and professional level. This month we're looking at a book that's all about breath work. We do a lot mm. with we do a lot with breath work, um, neurobiology. We do um, we we had Bob Berg from the go-giver, which was I just had him on my show not too long ago. I know, I know. And you connected me with him, which was fantastic. Oh, so that's right. Yeah. He came in and he did an interview with my book club and he was outstanding. So it's really a great way. I think that reading and, you know, and engaging in amazing content um, is wonderful. And when you can do that with others, it's really fantastic. So I'd love to invite anyone to do that. And um, you have the website up there. So I appreciate that. Say it out loud for the people that are uh, listening yes. on the audio For podcast. the people who are listening, you can get to that by going to boldfireinstitute.com slash courses slash book club. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. I actually used to run a book club. It went on hiatus at the beginning of summer because literally everybody in the book club had something personal going. On. I said, well, let's just take the summer off. We actually we were doing the same thing because when you read, I mean, reader leaders are readers. I mean, that's I'm right. literally reading probably three different books at once. Plus, I literally make the time to sit down. Yeah, I literally sit down and watch YouTube every night. My whole thing is Alex uh, Hermosi right now. So you got to continue to grow yourself. I mean, the thing, Jen, that, that fucking blows my mind is when people sit there and say, Oh, Chris, I've got financial problems. I'm like, so what have you Googled recently that helped you with your financial problems? Uh, uh, I, I haven't. 
Yeah. I'm like the, the fucking answers are right there. Like literally you can go to chat GBT. You can go to Google. You can go to YouTube. There are thousands and thousands of answers out there. Take those thousands of answers and go apply them and continue to apply them. It's incredible what you can accomplish on yourself and your own for free. I used to tell people like, I can't afford to work with you, Chris. I'm like, if I give you five books and you promise to read these books and you promise to, I won't even tell you which three things out of each book to apply. And you read those five books within six months and you apply three things from each one of those. That's 15 things. Can you imagine what the next six months of your life is going to be like? Yeah. I've had probably, I've probably said that a couple of hundred times at least. I've had like three or four people take me up on that. And they've come back to me like, holy shit, Chris, when I read think and grow rich, when I read how to win friends and influence people, when I read the four agreements, when I read the untethered soul, you know, whatever books I assigned to them at that particular, it's like the, everything is there. Ladies and gentlemen, you just got to get out of your own way and stop with the excuses. Jen Grosso, this has been amazing. Thank you for being here. I'm going to put you backstage for a second. I'm going to close out thank the show, you. but thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Don't go anywhere. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you all for being here. Valerie says, yes, 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 yes. Thank you for, uh, for being here. Robert in the house says, I recently heard the term, uh, harsh years. I don't know what that is. Uh, you have to, you have to expand on that one, Robert. I appreciate that. Uh, Ted, uh, Ted's offering some comment back here, by the way, Ted is, uh, is overcoming a lot of challenges right now. So send your heart and love out to Ted. He says, everyone has weaknesses. The question is, do you let your weakness defeat you turn your weaknesses into motivational strengths? Absolutely. hundred percent brother. I appreciate that. He also says here, being a disabled man, I have learned that I can either be angry at the world for the things that I can't do, or I can look at my disability as a motivational gift and instead look at the ways that makes me a stronger person. I choose disability. I'm disability strong. My question is, are you disability strong? Thousand, thousand percent. It is crazy. Nelly says here, when I decided it was my fault for letting assholes into my space in the first place, forgiving them was easy because I no longer blame them. Thousand percent. I mean, just, just that alone, ladies and gentlemen, take that to heart because so many of you guys are carrying animosity and anger and blame towards people that the, 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 there's no, there's no worthiness in your life for that. Like you're allowing that electrical energy, that electrical energy to hold you back. You're choosing to be a victim in those situations. Uh, it's pretty incredible. We've had so many beautiful people in here. We have my sister from another Mr. Serena, by the way, I finally found, I don't know where it was at, but, uh, uh, there it is helphealhumanity.org guys, check it out. It's a beautiful organization. When you get value out of this show, if you could do me a favor and if you could go donate five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever it is, we are putting kids through school. We are feeding kids. That's one of the biggest problems that we're having is that we're putting kids through school, but they're not able to concentrate because they're fucking hungry. If you're in a spot where you can do something, go to helphealhumanity.org, make a donation. If there's a spot, I can't remember if there's a spot there. I actually sponsor a kid and then we make little donations here and there. Uh, my no excuses workshop that I recently did, I donated all the funds to help heal humanity because we were doing something to, to send kids to school. But, uh, you know, do us a favor, go there. If you want to be a part of the organization, I know my sister from another Mr. Mary Kay. Um, she is a copywriter and I said, Oh, we need somebody to copyright. And so I introduced her to the to founder Serena and now she just recently got inducted on the board of directors. So, um, if you want a part of that, by all means, let us know. Um, let us know what we can do to support you. Valerie says here, awesome talk. Thank you for that, Valerie. Thank you for being here. And again, when you get value out of this, if you got something out of the show, do me a favor. I'm all about spreading the word. It's not about numbers or statistics or anything else for me. It's about the fact that if you got something out of this and you share this on your social media and you say, Hey, I just watched this conversation with Jen and Chris, and I got these three things out of this. You, you might want to check it out because when you apply the things that you learn, it's pretty incredible how fast your, your life and your perspective can start to change. And again, all that builds on itself. 
you can either be in a vicious cycle of, of insanity and, and downward spiral where it'll all feed on itself. God, life sucks. Everybody sucks. Life is horrible, blah, blah, blah. And then your reticular activation system says, I'm going to go find more of that shit. Or you start listening to positive content and you start sharing that shit and you start telling people what it is that you're learning. Like take what you learned tonight and call somebody right now and say, Hey, listen, I just learned these couple of things that'll reinforce in your subconscious mind what it is that you learned. And it'll be a lot easier for you to retain that information. It's incredible. So again, I appreciate you guys all for being here. It's a question of what are you going to do with this information? It's one thing to be inspired. It's one thing to be inspired, but it's another thing to take action. Like Jen was saying, so positively, thank you for that. If you're all, all interested in taking responsibility or taking accountability for your life, go back and watch the beginning of the show where I talked about my group coaching program. Uh, it's something I feel called to do. It's something I normally do not do just to be truthfully transparent with you. I'm a one-on-one -on -one coach. That's all I do. But I feel that this is uh, exciting and I've got people that are excited about doing it who are in a position where they really can't afford much, but they're excited about doing this. I told one guy that really wanted to work with me. He was trying to find a loan to work with me. Um, he's super excited. He's like, oh my God, that's what it is. And he signed up right away. Um, so I just appreciate you guys. Um, and Ted says here, he goes, I would like to be a guest on your show. I have a lot to help people with hundred percent, dude. Afterwards, I'll send you a link. Admittedly, we are booking into April and May already. We are booking April and May. I get people all the time saying I've got somebody, they're a PR agency. They want somebody to be on the show because we are in the top 15% of, of podcasts globally. So thank you all for being here. Thank you all for subscribing to the podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go do that. Help me out. Support me with the numbers. Uh, leave a positive review. Uh, review. And uh, we'll be back here again next week. Um, next week is Halloween. So I'm going to be doing a special show. I might have my son do our first show together. Um, so we've been talking about doing the Jackson and daddy show. So maybe we'll do that next week. So I love you guys go out there be brilliant, be the change you bitch about. Let's make the world a better place. And, uh, let's subscribe to our own philosophies and please, please connect with Jen again. Um, uh, make sure you go to the bullfireinstitute.com, find out about her, go to the courses, go to the book club and connect with her. I'll see you guys there next week. I love and appreciate you guys. Cheers.